This is the Hungarian Politics Podcast for May 19th, 2016. Thanks for downloading us today. My name's Steve Nelson, and this is the show that takes a deep dive into current topics and events on the political scene in Hungary every week. And who doesn't want to know more about that? On our inaugural episode today, we have a fantastic interview with European parliamentarian Benedikt Javor, who will tell us about the massive infrastructure plan to expand the nuclear power plant in Paksh, Hungary, and give us his honest assessment of the project. This project is never going to be profitable, and this will need a lot of um, public funding, basically a continuous state aid uh, to keep it alive. So let's get right into that interview now. Benedikt Javor is a member of the European Parliament and one of the leading figures in the Dialogue for Hungary party, known by its Hungarian initials PM. Benedikt Javor, thanks for joining us on the Hungarian Politics Podcast today. Hello. I want to ask you first about Paksh. Now, as we know, Paksh is a small town in south-central Hungary. But why is this town so critical to Hungary? Can you give us a little context? Paksh is well known in Hungary because of its nuclear power plant, which was built in the 80s um, and based on uh, Russian technology. Uh, its four blocks um, has an original lifespan of 30 years, uh, which is just going to be finished uh, these years. So between uh, 2012 and 2016, uh, the original lifespan of the blocks will be closed. But now there is a new plan from the Hungarian government, and this is to uh, build two new big nuclear blocks at the same site, at the town of, uh, of Paksh, uh, from a Russian loan based on, again, Russian uh, technology. And this is quite a debated project, partially by the European Commission, but also there are a lot of criticism in Hungary. Your party is staunchly against this agreement, and you mentioned some of the criticisms. What are some of the problems, in your view, with this agreement? Just very shortly to list uh, the main problems. Uh, first of all, we believe that uh, that the new project is, is extremely expensive, and uh, the estimated costs which are um, communicated to the public are not realistic. Um, according to our calculations, uh, those um, um, cost of electricity generated in in the two new blocks. Um, will reach uh, the 30 to 32 forints uh, per kilowatt hour, which is um, more or less the double of the actual electricity prices on the market. Uh, and this suggests that the new um, uh, development, the two new blocks or this, this project is never going to be profitable. And this will need a lot of um, public funding, basically a continuous state aid uh, to keep it alive. Secondly, um, of course, uh, there are uh, security risks and also environmental effects of uh, the two new blocks. Uh, not to dig 
into too much into the details just to mention that the cooling system of the plant two new blocks um, according to our studies which we ordered uh, they say that uh, will have a bad effect on the Danube River which is um, uh, the longest river in, in the EU and uh, could have uh, a high effect on the uh, ecosystems uh, of the Danube River, and finally, and this is uh, or this should be taken into consideration, uh, this creates a high dependency on Russia uh, for Hungary, uh, partly uh, from financial uh, aspect, as a 10 billion euros loan which comes from Russia um, and uh, which should be paid back by Hungary for 21 years. Uh, this creates a, a kind of uh, intensive uh, financial uh, dependency for Hungary from Russia. And on the other hand, the technology comes from Russia, uh, the fuel uh, would come uh, from Russia. So the whole project uh, increases the Hungarian dependency, energy dependency on Russia, which is just the opposite of the direction where the EU wants to go. Uh, the European Energy Security Strategy, which was announced in 2014, clearly uh, accepts the goal of uh, decreasing to uh, to closing or to, to diminishing uh, the energy dependency from uh, Russia uh, for the EU, and the Hungarian project is not in line with this strategy. These are very fair points, but as you know, Paksh currently provides uh, 40, I've even read 45% of Hungary's current electricity needs. When I think it's the largest single source providing electricity to our country. But since these units provide so much of Hungary's electricity, isn't nuclear power in some ways necessary to continue providing for our energy needs? And if not, what should replace it? Let's make the difference between the existing nuclear power plant and the plant two new blocks. I believe that really the existing four blocks um, would be very difficult to, to phase out soon. Uh, the question here is not to close down uh, the existing power plant uh, as they got a lifespan extension of 20 years till uh, the mid-30s. And uh, I think that this is something which Hungary... Um, perhaps needs or it's acceptable at least uh, as um, a financially compet uh, competitive source of uh, electricity for the country. But the two new blocks is a completely different question. Uh, first of all, um, by the time the, the two new blocks would um, be connected to the grid, to the electricity grid, uh, which is according to the, uh, the contracts signed by the Russians, cannot happen before 2026, uh, but I, I would say that it's more realistic to say uh, 2030 as the earliest uh, date for, uh, for uh, connecting them to the grid. Um, we still have um, 14 years uh, till then. And um, also it's important to, uh, to notice that um, the two new blocks which um, the government plans to, to build soon and to, to connect them to the grid uh, before 2030, this uh, timing of the project creates a lot of problems. Uh, because the, the old uh, nuclear power plant, uh, the four old blocks, uh, they are functioning till 
2032-2037, which means that there will be an overlapping period between the old and the new uh, new blocks, where even 70% of the Hungarian electricity comes from one uh, site, uh, the two NPPs at, at Pax, which is problematic from a security reason. Uh, it creates problems of uh, grid regulation, as uh, nuclear capacity is not variable. Um, it's... it's um, uh, basically, uh, produces electricity un, uh, regardless if we needs uh, if we need it or or not. Uh, so this creates a, a lot of problem. Uh, so even if we build uh, new blocks, which I don't agree, but let's for for a moment let's accept the the plan to substitute uh, the existing uh, nuclear power plant with two new nuclear blocks. This shouldn't be started uh, right now, because uh, they should start operating. Uh, not before 2035 uh, or something like that. And if we calculate um, 10, 12 years uh, um, uh, as uh, the construction time for a new NPP, this would mean that we should make the decision to build uh, the two new blocks in the early 2020s. So it's, it's extremely early now to decide and to start the construction of, of two new blocks. Uh, so this is for one. The second um, uh, problem is that the two new blocks will generate electricity on an extremely high price level, uh, which means that any competing uh, energy generation source uh, will be more competitive than the two new blocks. Uh, the question, of course, uh, here is that is it possible uh, to create an energy system for Hungary without uh, nuclear energy, keeping uh, in mind and taking taking into consideration the limited uh, sources of, uh, for example, fossil fuels in in Hungary, that's something which we are going to prove tomorrow, as uh, tomorrow we will have a big international conference when uh, we will publish a recent study which was uh, prepared by the Wuppertal Institute for Climate and Energy in Germany, which is one of the best uh, think tanks globally uh, for uh, energy policy uh, research and, and uh, study. And they uh, prepared an energy scenario, an, energy, an alternative energy strategy for Hungary, and they tried to calculate that is it possible from a scientific point, a technological point of view, uh, to create um, a non-nuclear uh, energy strategy for Hungary uh, for 2030 and 2050. Uh, is it uh, reliable and it is, uh, is it competitive from a financial point of view? And the answer for each of the questions is yes. Uh, clearly, um, just keeping in mind, taking into consideration all the, uh, the renewable potentials in Hungary, the potentials which are in uh, the energy efficiency uh, projects like uh, retrofit of buildings and energy efficiency investment in the uh, electricity grid, in the power plant sector and so on. This is clearly possible from a technological point of view. Um, uh, it is possible to make, to, to create a reliable grid uh, with a strong interconnections with the European electricity grid. So it's a safe and, and secure electricity system. And according to the calculations, the costs for such a strategy are 
something like 30% lower than the cost of a nuclear uh, strategy, which is now the official strategy. And this is not just dreaming, this, uh, these are hard facts and uh, calculations and modeling of one of the best global uh, energy and uh, climate think tanks. We are recording right now on May 17th, and this episode is expected to come out on May 19th. So by the time this is available on the internet, that conference will have already taken place. Now, you know, the agreement has run into a number of regulatory problems with Brussels in recent months. Can you tell us the current status of the agreement and if construction on the nuclear power units is still scheduled to begin in 2018? And what's the possibility that uh, the whole project will be scrapped? I believe that uh, the state of the project is still quite unstable, I would say, partly because of the investigations uh, followed by the European Commission, partly because of the situation in Russia. Uh, Let's start with the shorter one, and this is uh, the Russian uh, side of the issue. Um, The 10 billion euros loan uh, should be um, ensured by uh, a Russian state-owned bank, Vnesh Ekonom Bank, which um, by the end of last year, uh, 2015, uh, practically bankrupted. And uh, Vnesh Ekonom Bank right now is not uh, in the position uh, to release any loan or to to ensure any loan for anybody as uh, uh, they have serious financial problems and they need um, um, multi-billion euros aid from the Russian state budget to keep alive uh, the bank. So it's it's seemingly Vnesh Ekonom Bank is not in, in a situation to, uh, to give the financial backing, to ensure the financial backing of the project. And uh, regarding the low oil and gas prices and uh, the very costly uh, geopolitical adventures uh, Russia is uh, committed right now in, in Ukraine and Syria and so on. I believe that in the forthcoming years uh, there is no uh, real sign of a better um, financial situation in Russia which would mean that um, uh, the Vinesh Ekonom Bank would be in a better situation uh, soon which can uh, cause serious problems in financing uh, the project. On the other hand, there are the European uh, investigations. Till now, uh, there was four investigation or um, projects, pilot projects, uh, procedures within the the European Commission uh, Commission regarding the the POX uh, project. The first was about the fuel supply. And um, at the beginning of uh, 2015, uh, Hungary had to re uh, uh, redesign and resign a new contract with Russia regarding the fuel supply because the Euratom supply agency didn't accept the original uh, contract with the Russian regarding the fuel supply of the new uh, Paksh blocks, uh, which uh, according to the uh, Euratom uh, supply agency was not in line uh, with the European law. Here, the Hungarian government had to withdrew the original contract and to create something completely new, shortening uh, the exclusivity time for the Russian supplier of fuel in the park's uh, new blocks from 20 years to uh, to 10 years. And on the other hand, uh, one element 
was deleted from the new contract and that was the possibility of sending back the spent fuel uh, to Russia for reprocession, which means that we have to do something with them here in Hungary, which again raises the costs uh, of, the, of the project. So that was the first, uh, finally, uh, they concluded between the Hungarian government and, and the commission, but they had to modify uh, the contract basically to, to uh, sign a new contract, which was a clear sign that there might be serious problems uh, with uh, um, um, being in line with, with the European law uh, at, at the project. The second uh, problem was about the transparency and the access of information or access to information regarding the, the Parks block. This was initiated by myself. I sent a complaint uh, last summer. And finally, uh, the Commission forced the Hungarian government to modify the original act, which highly limited uh, the public access to any information regarding the, uh, the Parks uh, project. And uh, now uh, we have better opportunities to get information the government again started a new trial to, to limit uh, the access to, to information. Uh, we are still debating the, uh, the new proposed bill uh, with them. But if it's accepted, I will turn back to the European Commission to tell them that uh, in other forms, but again, the Hungarian government made the same, uh, limiting the access to information and transparency of the project. And there are two additional uh, investigations which are even more serious than the, the previous ones. One is uh, about um, the lacking tender, public tendering of uh, the project. Um, originally, the Hungarian government planned to announce an international tender for the two new blocks with the possible participation of at least five or six big international nuclear uh, companies, including Areva in France, uh, Westinghouse from the US, uh, Korean um, uh, nuclear uh, companies, uh, some Japanese companies, including Toshiba and uh, Mitsubishi and some other uh, Japanese companies. Also, the Chinese uh, were uh, interested in, in the project. And everybody expected this international public tender for the new blocks. And suddenly, um, at the beginning of 2014, uh, Prime Minister Orban uh, went to Moscow and they signed a contract or an agreement uh, with, uh, with the Russians, with Vladimir Putin, uh, which gave the project to the Russians without any public uh, tendering. And according to the European Commission, this is against, this is violating European public procurement uh, regulation. So last November, the November of uh, 2015, um, the Commission announced an infringement against the Hungarian government because of the lacking tender. And this infringement is still uh, an ongoing case. There are difficult uh, negotiations between the Commission and, and the government. And we don't have any news if there is any uh, conclusion or any um, agreement between the, the Commission and the Hungarian government. But this, might, this uh, uh, infringement might be resulted in saying that uh, there is a need for a public tender for the project, which uh, would mean that they have to stop 
the project as it is, uh, going back to point zero and to restart it with an international public uh, tender, which would mean a high delay, uh, a, a, a huge delay uh, for the project. And delays in nuclear project, again, uh, create extremely high costs. And the last uh, procedure, the last uh, investigation is uh, regarding a possible state aid uh, for the project. As uh, the European Commission uh, is convinced that uh, the Box 2 uh, project, the two new blocks, um, cannot be profitable uh, market-based, so they need uh, state aid to survive as uh, the costs for the project, including the, the capital costs, will be higher than the incomes uh, of the project. And finally, this would mean uh, that uh, they need a continuous uh, state subvention uh, stated for the survival of, of the project, which is against European competition law. There is, since last November, there is also an ongoing in-depth investigation regarding state aid, ongoing case, without any uh, outcome yet. So we are still waiting what will be uh, the final um, agreement between the, uh, the Commission and the Hungarian government. But also this might mean that uh, uh, um, the European Commission bans uh, state aid, which would mean that uh, all the costs should be covered by uh, the Pax 2 company as it is not profitable uh, market-based. This would mean the end of the project because mm. from a financial point of view, it's not reliable, it's not viable. Now, I just have a few more questions about Paksh, if I could. A few weeks ago, you submitted a petition for a public referendum on the Paksh expansion issue to the National Election Commission. Can you tell us what happened with that? Unfortunately, the, the um, National Election uh, Committee uh, rejected my initiative uh, for a referendum, which is extremely interesting as uh, they say that uh, the basis of the rejection is that um, the question uh, which I uh, submitted uh, affects uh, international commitments, international contracts, international agreements of uh, Hungary. Just a couple of days before, the same uh, uh, National uh, Election Committee approved uh, a government-initiated uh, referendum regarding uh, the refugee um, policy of the uh, the EU, mm -hmm. which is, according to my understanding, uh, is the, uh, has a nature of the same international uh, affecting uh, international commitments or in international agreements for Hungary, but uh, the National Election Committee. Um, so no any problem with uh, with that uh, governmental initiative and they approved uh, that question why they rejected my question regarding parks um, I don't see the difference between the two things and I believe that this is clearly a double standard by uh, the National uh, Electoral uh, Committee and they didn't um, based a decision on professional arguments. Mm -hmm. It was clearly a political decision. It's my last question on Paksh. Beyond this attempted referendum, do you have any other plans to expand public awareness of this issue with the Hungarian public? 
Well, I'm doing it for years. So um, uh, in the last 10 years, I, I continuously I, I try to raise the issue of parks to, to argue that it's not uh, um, the best possible future energy investment for Hungary. Uh, of course, I am not going to stop it uh, soon. So uh, I still uh, keep my eyes on the commission uh, procedures, the commission investigations regarding uh, the project. I'm in a continuous contact uh, with the European Commission and I send them information. I uh, share with my um, understanding of, of the project with the, with the Commission to convince them that uh, it's not possible to approve the project um, uh, under uh, the European uh, law. Also, I am uh, investigating in uh, further possible investigations by the European Commission, like, for example, uh, uh, using the uh, European Electricity Market Directive uh, which I believe has some um, uh, some some paragraphs which are clearly against uh, the planned um, um, parks project, and I will continue on to put pressure on the Commission to to um, very strictly take into consideration all the relevant European uh, mm -hmm. uh, regulation and laws. On the other hand, of course, um, I try to uh, to push the issue in the Hungarian public as well. Uh, the tomorrow's conference, of course, we will introduce and, and publish our study, which draws up uh, nuclear-less or uh, without nuclear uh, uh, option for, uh, for Hungary. Mm -hmm. And we will use that uh, for a campaign in Hungary uh, to have a roadshow in the country, to go to the, uh, to the countryside, to, uh, to cities in the countryside, uh, to prove that uh, Paksh is not needed, Paksh is uh, expensive, and mm -hmm. there are much better options for Hungary uh, to be uh, chosen. I have many more questions, but can I just ask one final one? Um, Paksh is one area that PM strongly disagrees with the ruling Fidesz party. Are there any areas where your party is in agreement with Fidesz? And since you're a member of the European Parliament, uh, we could even consider this on a European scale as well. Mm. Well, uh, quite few areas, I, I must say, which perhaps is sad. Mm. I would be more happy if uh, we would have if we were have uh, more in common uh, with the Hungarian government. Uh, but in most of the policy areas and political decisions, I have to say that uh, what the Hungarian government is doing is against the, our national interest. Um, if you talk about uh, corruption uh, issues, uh, education policy, healthcare system, and so on and so on. Uh, there are very few areas, just to mention perhaps one or two, uh, there is quite an agreement um, between the Hungarian government and my party and myself regarding uh, GMOs, genetically modified uh, organisms. Um, in Hungary, there is quite a political consensus that the country doesn't need GMOs uh, to be produced in, in Hungary. And this is something where uh, we are on the same side with the government and we can fight together to, uh, to reach uh, limitations for GMOs in, in the EU. Um, even 
if um, I believe that uh, we could have been uh, more successful if uh, there uh, had been more cooperation between um, myself as a member of the European Parliament and the Hungarian government, but there was no really openness from the government to, to cooperate on, on that issue. But uh, regarding this, this issue, I think that we are more or less on the, on the same side. There is another very controversial issue where it's hard to tell what is the real position of the Hungarian government, and this is uh, the TTIP uh, negotiations. And the transatlantic uh, trade and investment uh, partnership uh, negotiations. Uh, the Hungarian government, my, my understanding is that uh, TTIP negotiations uh, were followed in a hidden way without uh, necess necessary transparency mm -hmm. and uh, it opens up uh, the European markets to um, some practices um, which are not welcomed in uh, welcome in 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 Europe, and I'm against the TTIP uh, agreement. Regarding the Hungarian government, we don't know what they believe. Uh, mm. Originally, they supported uh, the TTIP agreement. Then there was a short period when they uh, criticized it and they were against. Then they turned back to support it. Now they are on a hesitating position, saying that they are not uh, uh, completely against the TTIP agreement, but uh, they believe that this uh, shouldn't affect um, environmental standards, uh, food safety in Europe, our uh, food safety regulation, including uh, hormone uh, using of um, um, animal husbandry or some, some other techniques used in, for example, in, in the US. Uh, but according to the documents which were leaked uh, recently and published by Greenpeace uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, seemingly uh, TTIP is going to include uh, those regulations which are heavily criticized by the Hungarian government. Hmm. Now the big question is that what will be the con consequence of this or what will be the um, the next step from the Hungarian government saying that, uh, okay, if TTIP looks like that, then we don't agree and we are against TTIP agreement, and in this case, uh, this is a new area where we can uh, cooperate with the, with the government. Uh, if uh, this criticism regarding TTIP was just a communicational campaign without a real uh, commitment from the government, of course, we will be again on uh, two sides uh, of the issue. Benedikt Javor is a leading member of the Dialogue for Hungary Party, or PM, a lector in environmental law and member of Hungary's delegation to the European Parliament. Benedikt Javor, it's been great talking with you. Thank you so much for being on our inaugural episode of the Hungarian Politics Podcast. I hope we'll be able to have you back on the show again. Thank you for the opportunity. And that's our first show. A big thank you again to Benedict Yavor for being the first guest on our inaugural podcast. We hope you'll continue to listen and download us. Our plan is to have a new show out every Thursday from now on, so make sure you check our site for new episodes, although I'm hoping to be listed on the iTunes podcast directory very soon. Send us an email at info at hungarianpolitics.com. Why not? Or you can contact us through a link on our website, 
which is HungarianPolitics.com. I'm also on Twitter at NelsonStevenD, and maybe I should also get something going on Facebook as well. We'll see about that. This show is produced by me, Steve Nelson. Our music is Retro Future Clean by Kevin McLeod from Incompetech.com and is licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license. Thanks again for downloading us, and join us again next week for another episode of the Hungarian Politics Podcast. Mm-hmm.